Hey everybody, welcome back to the Testimonial Podcast. I'm your host, Jordan Pierce, and today we have our first guest with us. His name is William Miller. Um, Super excited to have him on this podcast, and here he is. Hey, Jordan, real quick before we start, there's something I've literally always wanted to do coming on a podcast. Can I go for it real quick? Yeah, knock it off. And next caller, you're live here on the Testimonial Podcast. Caller coming in. Oh my gosh. That was pretty good. That's going to make the final <laughs> cut, right? Yeah. Yes! Let's go. <laughs> this is awesome. Hey, guys. What's up? So, yeah, if that didn't uh, show you enough, that is William Miller in a nutshell. Um, <laughs> crazy guy, funny guy, but really good guy at the same time. Um, so, yeah, William, how did we meet? How did we meet? Okay, I think the first time we ever met, so we um, we went to the same Bible study in college, M28, um, at UNC Charlotte, a great organization. Really love it a lot, but we kind of, I know we've seen each other a few times. So the first time we actually officially met was we were on the same intramural flag football team. Oh yeah. Uh, we won the whole thing. Let's go Jesus jocks. Took Champions. the dub, undefeated. It was wild. Got a t-shirt. <laughs> um, that was a lot of fun. And yeah. then I know a few times throughout the year, we played some pickup basketball together at UREC with some friends from M28 yeah. and from InterVarsity. Yeah. That happened, and uh, this past semester, we were in the same community group at M28, which is basically just like a Bible small group, and for the last semester, I was the leader. You were in it for a little bit. We had some awesome conversations, yeah. just catching up, getting to know each other, talking about things uh, until you went to another community group. That's fine. I won't take that against you. I'm so sorry. Um, the, the other community group leader's name was also William. Not going to hold that against you either. That doesn't feel personal, but um, in a nutshell, that's how we met. So yeah, um, but yeah, for those who don't know, William's an absolute bucket, 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 absolute bucket. <laughs> um, so yeah, any chance you ever get, if you meet William, please, please play basketball with him. It is so much fun. Um, but anyway, it is fun, and I'm sorry in advance because <laughs> just yeah, I'm competitive. I grew up with seven siblings, so I'm competitive, yeah. and if I don't win. I'll be nice to you, but, like, you might see, like, my eyes start twitching a little bit. That's just because I'm waiting for when we can rematch. Just a little, just a little. Just a little, just a wee tad. (laughs) But anyway, um, I kind of just wanted you to give them a little bit of quick background info on yourself. So go ahead, take it away. Oh, crap. What do you guys want to know? So uh, if you think about me, my name is William Elijah Miller. Um, I get my name from my dad. So my dad's name is William, and Elijah is his favorite prophet. Um, my parents like to give all their kids at least one biblical name. So for me, uh, it was Elijah cause Will is not in the Bible, but, um, Elijah, that's my dad's favorite prophet. He's really cool. Um, I love that about myself. Um, 20 years young, I'm not going to say old except for my knees kind of go every now and then, but 20 years young. Some of my interests include, uh, sports. I really enjoy kind of all sports. I hooped, um, a lot in high school, middle school. And I did soccer, and in college I've done a lot of intramurals. Um, I'm hoping to do at least every single intramural once. There are a lot of sports that I never played in high school that I really want to play. Um, I like to stay competitive and just active. Um, I really enjoy playing guitar, um, hanging with friends, longboarding. Um, I'm a very social person, so I'm a social butterfly. So anything involving people, I love people, and I love getting to know people more deeply and closely. Um, that's something that's a lot of fun. Um, throughout college, I've really just been kind of close with one campus ministry, and that's M28. Um, their sponsor church is Crossway. Um, I've really just enjoyed um, my time at uh, M28, both just as a student and then also as a leader. 
um, someone who's just kind of gotten to know um, the people there more. I think that's what ultimately kind of drew me to M28 was just I had not seen in other campus ministries that I've tried such a community and such a gathering of people super close with each other and wanting to push each other and getting to know each other both in and out of actual Bible studies. Um, that's something I was really looking forward to was getting to meet other college Christians and getting to share experiences with them. I go to UNC Charlotte for mechanical engineering. Uh, I had my first internship for that this summer. It's been going really well. I've really enjoyed that. Grateful for um, the blessing that the Lord's shown me through that and how I'm hoping that just kind of continues throughout college. And then once I actually go into the workforce, work, yeah, that's the, that, that's the thing. Yeah, We're going to yeah. go with that. I'm going to say it with confidence. <laughs> you can get a lot with like any amount of confidence. So Fair. anywho, um, that's kind of my job right now. I'm also a raft guide at the Whitewater Center. So when I'm not doing really important engineering things, I just absolutely shred at the Whitewater Center. Jordan is excited about that, and we're going to get her rafting at some point no, no, with no, some no, friends. No, 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 no. You heard it here no, on this podcast no. that is going live, and we're going to make it viral, is that Jordan's going rafting at some point, 100%. One For hundo. those who don't know, rafting, I had a really, really bad rafting experience when I was in, like, fifth grade, and I, like, fell out and got stuck in a whirlpool, and, like, someone had to literally come over and toss a rope and pull me out, and I... Have like to this day have not stepped foot back in like whitewater rafting and I'm refusing to go until she met me we became friends and we're <laughs> gonna work that out at some point conquering our fears because that's something that's important in life like I'll share this I have a fear of dolls terrify <laughs> the ever-loving crap out of me just I don't know what it is the fact that they kind of look human but they're not human it's just nah not not my not my thing fair, fair. like just like i I don't really get jump scared by like clowns or like anything like that, but Just like dolls, dolls shut, shut it down. <laughs> don't even, don't even come at me with that. And, uh, the last thing that I have on this list of things I'm supposed to give up on myself, um, I'm not going to share my social security card, Jordan. Really That's just stop. not happening. That's really kind of rude. You I, hope you don't, I hope you don't do that with your other guests, got jokes. but my hometown is Charlotte. I spent a little bit of time in Virginia growing up when my dad was a pastor there. Um, I miss it. It was a lot of fun, kind of just open country. Uh, it was a lot of just, there were uh, just, I just remember kind of running on the fields with our dogs or like sliding down the stairs with mattresses. We had a ping pong table. I still remember that house in Virginia. I love Virginia so much. Would go back in a heartbeat. But for most of my life, I've been in the same house living in Charlotte with my family. Uh, I love Charlotte. I love just how different it is, both in the city and just in places like Nodaw and Concord and just UNC Charlotte, the campus as a whole. Um, Charlotte is somewhere that I kind of see myself staying for a while. I really, really have enjoyed it. Okay, William. So, icebreaker question. If you could be any animal, what would it be and why? And don't give me, like, a surface-level answer. Like, dig deep. Dig deep. Dig deep. Groundhog. They dig deep. Um, so... <laughs> not Jokes. Not <groundhog>. Jokes. <laughs> Black. Um, if I had to pick an animal... It would probably be a wolf. I really like wolves. I think they're, I, I'm a huge dog person, and I, you told me before this I wasn't allowed to say dogs, so this is my like <laughs> cheat sheet right here. Um, I love wolves. I think they're really pretty. Um, I think they're really high on the food chain, so I don't have to worry about that. I don't really have to worry about like, yeah, I'm gonna die one day. Like, nah, I'm a wolf. That's not <laughs> happening, dude. Um, but also on the more digging deep serious note, Wolves always travel in packs, so I grew up in a very large family. I've got seven siblings. We're all super close. We all live 
in Charlotte within 30 minutes of each other. Um, I've gotten to know my family and my family's family super well. So I love that we've been able to stay close and, you know, we'll staying in a pack. I feel like mm-hmm. there's always people there. So you're not lonely. There's always just people you're um, hunting with, you're um, staying with, you're just growing together, starting a family with like your family. Yeah. And just that is something that's always kind of appealed to me as a human. So if I had to become an animal, I'd want that to kind of be passed down. So I love that. I would say wolf. Also, they live in like that mountain range and like I could retire in the mountains. That's, that's. The mountains my, are really pretty. Oh yeah. That's my heart right there. Mountains or caves? Ooh, caves. 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 Those are scary. Enough said. Caves. <laughs> Moving on to the main part of this podcast. We are going to go straight into Paul's five-step testimony. Um, if you don't know what it is, I'll give you kind of like a breakdown slash rundown real quick. Um, so like I said, it has five steps. Um, they go as oh. followed. <laughs> That's wild. Oh my gosh, crazy, right? Um, brief history of your life. Your life before Christ. Explain how you came to know Christ, life after knowing Christ, and you're going to close with your obedience to Christ. So, William, are you ready? I was. I was a little confused (laughs) on that last part, but we'll get there when we get there. Okay. So, all right. Step number one, brief history of life. Um, So, quick, quick facts about me. I grew up in a really big family. I have seven siblings. Uh, My dad's a pastor, so I've always been kind of cultivated in the church and always been growing in a church. Um, it's always been a huge part of my life. Always been a pastor's kid, always been someone that other people have looked to as someone who knew a lot about the Bible, who knew how to read the Bible pretty well, um, who just had a lot of biblical knowledge, especially just as a young child. Um, kind of growing up, that was just kind of how life was for me. I just kind of continued through life kind of in that phase of just, I knew a whole lot about the Bible and I knew that other people knew I knew a whole lot about the Bible. And I was just generally a pretty good kid. Uh, I didn't really get into trouble a whole lot. I was fairly ignorant um, just <laughs> in how the world works and just didn't know a whole lot. Um, so that got me into some great situations growing up. I remember watching um, a video uh, where someone uh, flipped another person off. And <laughs> this was in the seventh grade. And my teacher got so mad. He was like, I, I was so disappointed. He was like, I'm so sorry you guys had to see that. I should have checked this video beforehand. And I was riding home with my mom later that day and sitting in the front seat. And I, I had no idea what that meant. So I looked at her <laughs> and I held up my middle finger and I was like, mom, what does this mean? And she goes, put that down. People might see you. And I'm like, what? And I just started looking out the window, just kind of flipping everybody <laughs> off. And uh, she was like, that's a very bad thing. You don't do that. And I was like, what? It's, it's, just, it's just a finger. So if that tells you any any little bit about how much I did not know growing up, that that's a great, great yeah. little story right I there. I mean, it suits you pretty well. I'm not going to lie. Really? What does that mean? I don't know. It just That just seems like a story that for would happen William. for you. Okay. I don't <laughs> like, know. I couldn't see it happening to anybody else. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. I'm going to see how I feel about that one later. Not in a bad um, way. Not in a bad oh, way. Oh, of course yeah. not. Yes. Um, but, yeah, so I just kind of never really – even though I was always just around the church and always was around like biblical teachings and I knew who God was, um, through around like the seventh or eighth grade, I didn't really understand what it meant to make your faith your own or what it really meant to dedicate your life to Christ. Um, I just didn't really know a whole lot of what was wrong, what was right. Um, and I just kind of lived life like, yeah, everybody loves Jesus. And Jesus is this great person that uh, he keeps me safe and he watches over me at night. Um, and then when I started getting to high school, and I kind of continued 
just, um, I was a basketball player and I just started to get, in, I moved out of middle school. Yeah, swish. Uber. Uh, that, was, that wasn't me. That was not me. Um, just going out of middle school and starting to play on JV and varsity teams. I went to a very competitive basketball school. And so we had a lot of very good basketball athletes and that kind of started to become my crowd uh, freshman year with just hardcore basketball athletes. Um, some really cool people, but ultimately very much not Christian. Yeah. And, uh, that just me wanting to fit in and me wanting to get to know them better or at least be accepted and have people just like who are like my friends. Um, I just started kind of act the way they acted, talk the way they Mm -hmm. talked, um, just, just to fit in, just to feel like I wasn't somebody on the outside. Yeah. And that's kind of when I started to more realize, okay, it's not enough just to understand these things about Christianity, mm-hmm. but there's a big difference between that and actually making your life your own. Yeah. And around freshman year, that's when I first started to get into pornography, mm-hmm. um, found out what that was, and that became a very disturbing and heavy addiction on my life for the next like five years. Mm-hmm. So all the way through freshman year of college, that was something that um, I just time, I would spend kind of time periods where I'd get off of it and then I'd be back on it. Um, but for off and on for about five years, I was very heavily addicted to that. Mm-hmm. And it was the main probably motivating factor in my life. Yeah. Um, it was something that I spent a lot of time just thinking about. It got really bad to a point um, where senior year and freshman year of college, there were just times I was, I really didn't feel comfortable in social situations. Mm-hmm. Just because the thoughts that were coming to my head or just my fear that if I talk to someone, I'm going to say something really just off the books or just yeah. something that I just like, wow, you should never mention anything like that. Um, I didn't know if I could control that. Yeah. And it got to a really, really bad point. Um, and then come March of 2021, um, I have been completely clean since then of that. Um, it's been really cool. Um, around that time, uh, I talked to my parents about it and, um, did a lot of things just, uh, through conversations and just through just not being on the internet. Um, just a lot of different things that, uh, my dad helped show me that got me off of that. And during that time, I was really for the first time able to kind of focus my life on Christ Mm -hmm. and kind of get out of this place in my head where I thought, well, I can show other people that I look like a Christian and I can show other people what it means just to be a good kid and a kid who knows a lot about the Bible, but inside actually know where my heart was and know what I was dedicating my life to and Mm -hmm. stop living that double life. But, um, the summer of 2021, that was the first time I really started to understand like, okay, things need to change Mm -hmm. and I really need to get serious and hop on this train of <laughs> the actually being a Christian and yeah. understanding what it means to serve the Lord. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and sophomore year of college is, uh, this last year of college has shown me a lot of growth and a lot of just personal understanding of what it means to have a solid community around me and what it means mm-hmm. to actually um, spend time in your prayer and your devotional life. Uh, the first semester, sophomore year, I kind of spent... The about the first month, I wasn't in a Bible ministry. I wasn't mm-hmm. really doing anything for myself. Uh, I was very bogged down by school and too focused on getting things turned in and focusing all my time on school. 
And then I had one of my friends, uh, Catherine Spencer. She was Cat. a community group leader at the time. And uh, she texted me out of the blue. And she was like, hey, did you uh, leave your bracelet at this M28 event? And I'm thinking to myself, I haven't been to an M28 event since <laughs> uh, freshman year. Yeah. Uh, but I was like, oh, no, it's not mine. Hey, how are you doing? We're just kind of catching up. Mm-hmm. And then she said, hey, do you want to go? grab lunch and I said actually that'd be really nice yeah it'd be nice um she was someone we were in the same community group last year and she was somebody that I really enjoyed talking to and we both were very keen on if there was a silence being okay like speaking up and yeah. not being afraid to ask hard questions so yeah. I was like yeah this would be really cool so we talked and we caught up and part of that conversation she uh, was like I haven't seen you in forever what's been going on mm-hmm. and I was just talking about how I was super bogged down by school and really not putting into much time or focusing on anything else. And we just spent a lot of that time just kind of talking about balance and just what that mm-hmm. means to have balance in life, um, balancing school, family time, social time, your faith. And I've told people for so long now, that's one of the best conversations I've ever had in my life. Yeah. Um, that was one of the most like uplifting conversations where I saw, where I heard what was being told to me and I understood that's exactly what I needed here and then I was mm-hmm. able to apply it to my life. Yeah. And my life took a total 180 after that. So, <laughs> whew, excuse me, Oreos. Um, and so, uh, where was I? Uh, 180. So after that time, <laughs> school got harder, but somehow I was able to find more time to work on school. Mm-hmm. I was able to find more time to be with people. I was spending more time with my family. Um, everything just started to really click the rest of that semester. And it was really good. I started going to community group again, and um, I started to get back into actually deep conversations about the Bible, get mm-hmm. back into deep studies of the Bible, um, praying with other people. Um, and it was a good time just to understand and actually see probably for the first time in my life, like, wow, this is what I really need. Yeah. And this is what it really looks like to have a community of believers uh, mm-hmm. surrounding you. Um, and that kind of continued to the end of the semester. And then the start of this last semester, spring semester, like, I was praying over the summer, uh, over the break, sorry, and (laughs) trying to figure out, um, God, what do you want for me to do to be a leader? What do you want for me to Mm -hmm. step into a role where I can more actively pursue you, but also help others pursue you? Yeah. And I was praying for that. And a week before classes were starting, Kat called me and she said, Hey, what are you doing? I said, I'm just out disc golfing with my brothers. And she said, so... Um, Sam Conrad, who she was community leading with, Mm -hmm. um, is stepping down just for a lot of reasons. Homeboy was getting married. He was a senior. He just had a whole lot of stuff going on. Um, and he just felt it was time for him to step down. I was like, oh, I'm so sorry to hear that. She said, yeah, how would you like to step down? (laughs) And I almost dropped the phone. Um, (laughs) I was very shocked and very much like, wow, this is not what I was expecting. And I've been asked a couple times before if I ever wanted to be a community group leader. And I kind of told people the same thing. I was like, I just want to give more time. Uh, mm-hmm. I just think it's too big of a commitment to take on. And we talked about it. I talked to a bunch of other people about it, talked to my parents about it. And after praying about it a bunch, I decided, you know what? I think this is something that the Lord showed me and mm-hmm. this is something I really want to pursue. And it was incredible. Um, I really enjoyed being a community group leader. It was. You were fantastic. To, oh my gosh, thank you. Not good enough than other William, but that's no, fine. No, stop. Uh, <laughs> that's a whole other story. I'm sure. It had I'm nothing sure. to do oh, with yeah, you. I'm sure. Uh-huh. You were fantastic, though. You were great. You filled Sam's role so well. Thanks, Jordan. Like I you just came that. in so seamlessly, and it was perfect. Yeah, I appreciate that. You're um, and I learned a lot during this last semester. I learned a lot about what it means to change your devotional life into a time where you're just actually spending time with God. 
and just reading the Bible just to read the Bible to actually understanding what it means mm-hmm. and applying it to your yeah. life. I understood what it means to listen to other people's stories and figure out more how to connect with people in a way that I've never connected before. Mm-hmm. Um, I learned how to be able to share your testimony um, with people. Being vulnerable is something that's really hard for me. I One of my biggest downfalls, I understand, is my pride. And I really don't like being in a place where I can't uplift myself or I let other people see me in a light that is less than average or just not good. So for a long time, I just never shared my testimony. Mm -hmm. I remember the first time I shared my testimony, it was a New Year's party. Um, It was a really fun night. And then I went um, into another room with uh, one of my friends and he shared me his testimony. I was like, oh, that's so awesome. I was so happy to hear that. And then I was thinking, you know what? I've never tried this before. Let's try this. And I shared my testimony. It was like 2.30 in the morning. And I woke up the next morning in cold sweats and freaking out like, what What did I just do? Yeah. I will I will never do that again. And I didn't for a very long time ever talk anything kind of about my past life. Just mm-hmm. never really opening up or talking about deep things to other people just because it was something that really scared me. Yeah. Um, and one of the biggest lessons I've learned in the past few months is there's a lot of healing in opening up mm-hmm. and there's a lot of strength in understanding what it means to be okay with other people seeing you in the light and mm-hmm. that your story can impact others yeah and so i learned um around the time where we were on our spring break trip as a bible ministry anthem woot, 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 woot. <laughs> um in panama city beach florida it was pretty sweet it was so much fun um I learned at that point um, how to share my testimony, and I did that with a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And I started to open myself up more, and I started to get a lot of people to come to me and ask questions on that, and yeah. actually be like, "Wow, that's amazing! Um, how'd you how'd you kind of overcome that addiction, and how did you yeah. really understand like, well, this is something that doesn't have to control your life anymore?" Yeah. And I was able to share the things that helped me, and share the things that I think the Lord, the healing of the Lord, showed me in the yeah. last year and a half. Um, now that I've been free of that. And it's it's something that never would happen if I didn't just be okay to talk to people. Yeah. So it's been really cool. Um, it's, it's still a growing process. There's yeah. still a lot of ways I'm trying to learn how to be vulnerable and how to be okay with talking to people about things or not relying on my own strength or my own thinking uh, to make decisions. Yeah. That's a big one right now. Um, <laughs> <clears throat> but I have really enjoyed the process mm-hmm. it's a lot of trial and error and a lot of mistakes are being made that's okay you okay. learn from mistakes and you learn from mistakes um and it's been really nice to <coughs> get some water real quick okay not die i'm just gonna eat oreos while you turn if you don't try and figure mm-hmm. things out and you never try to understand what it means to pursue your faith or to push yourself outside of your comfort zones you're there's not going to be a whole lot of growth and you're just going to be in a place where um, you're not getting deeper in your relationship with the Lord or deeper in your relationship with others, and you're not understanding, wow, um, there's so much more to life and there's so much more about my life that I just um, never, never really could have seen if I didn't spend the time um, digging deep into my relationship with God. Good job, William. Appreciate it. (laughs) Um, I do have one question for you. Sure. And it's a question I really want to know the answer to. Then no. <laughs> wow, so sweet. Um, have you ever doubted your faith? Like, 
I know sometimes when you go through like a season and you're kind of just down in the dumps and you're kind of just like doubting things, but have you ever doubted your actual faith in Christ? <clears throat> hmm, that's a really good question. Thank you. Um, Thought of it myself. Nice. All throughout high school was a lot of doubt in my faith okay. um, because I knew that I was trying to live a life where I was showing others that yes, I love Christ and yes, I'm a Christian. And then living a lifestyle which was not showing that. Yeah. Was not showing that I was a Christian or that I love God. And um, all throughout those, there, there were many nights where I'd be in bed and I would realize um, or just think to myself, if I were to die tonight, would I, would I go to heaven? Mm -hmm. And I honestly was never able to answer those questions. And I was like, I don't know. Yeah. Because uh, there were nights where I'd be convicted uh, whatever sin was in my life and whatever I was going through and I wanted to get rid of and then there were nights where I just didn't care and just mm -hmm. all all many many times I was just asking myself that question and probably about 90% of the time um, if I didn't know the answer it means I really didn't know the answer I just didn't want to admit it yeah um, in college I think there are times um, I wouldn't necessarily say that I doubt God or that I doubt his faithfulness or mm -hmm. um, my reinventing of my faith in him and okay. my being saved. Um, I've doubted how loved I can be or I've doubted um, just how worth I am, how much worth I have. That's yeah. a fair way to word that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's a more grammatically <laughs> correct way to word that. Um, how much just, how much can I be loved or how much can I truly be worth if I don't even like myself or if mm -hmm. I see myself as un- unredeemable yeah good answer thank you you're welcome came up with that myself <laughs> stop stealing my jokes um anyway uh one more uh maybe one or two more questions we'll see heck? how we feel a good question um was there ever like an exact moment where you knew that you were saved or was it like a longer process for you like more of like an overtime through smaller things i think it was an overtime uh, process kind of back in March um, a year ago a year and a half ago where I was officially on that process uh, like all right I'm I'm done with this addiction to pornography mm -hmm. and getting over that I mean there were good nights there were bad nights there were, but overall it was all a process of healing and I knew that was the start of me fully focusing and dedicating my life to Christ yeah um but I, I don't think there was a specific day I was like this is the day uh, I just knew over a period of a few days, weeks, months. Um, <laughs> um, I can't take you seriously. You're going to have to leave that in, you know, right? Like, <laughs> okay, I'll leave it in. <laughs> uh, uh, just that there was healing and that um, I was starting to really understand what it meant to be a child of God. Yeah. And be someone who wanted to actually have a savior and wanted to live a life that wasn't for himself anymore. Poetic. Ooh, bars. Bars. <laughs> um, but if you could tell someone right now that's struggling with their faith, anything, maybe something that you learned, someone told you, or you just made make it up right now, what would you say? Yeah, making it up right now is what that's going to be. Okay. Um, <laughs> if I had to tell someone who's struggling with their faith, what would it be? <clears throat> I think what I would tell them is mostly if this was a conversation, I would just ask questions. 
Because yeah. I think that's something that I really wanted to happen. Because mm-hmm. I think overall, if you're struggling with your faith, you know, on paper, um, in conversation, you everybody knows that, like, a life with Jesus, like, there's nothing better than that. Yeah. And that it's the right way. Mm-hmm. And our own personal sin and our own personal doubt is what gets in the way of that relationship. Yeah. But overall, because we know that the right choice is faith and mm-hmm. is a life with Jesus... That means anything that's holding us back from that is just an excuse. Yeah. And so asking them questions to kind of try and explain their reasoning of like, well, why are you struggling with? Mm-hmm. Um, why do you think that this is true? Why do you don't think? Why don't you think that God has redemptive grace in this? Mm-hmm. Um, just continuing to kind of ask questions, make them think about it, because while they're answering these questions, they're thinking about their own answers, but at the same time, they're trying to come up with, like, well, that's a good point too. Yeah. And trying to figure out what um, the other side might have to say. So I think it'd be a little bit of asking questions, but also just sharing my own story and sharing, like I went through a very long process of just halfway, there is no halfway, but trying to fool myself and thinking I'm halfway there with my relationship with God, halfway not. One foot in, one foot out. Exactly. Just like that. Wow, you're good at this. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Hair flip. Hair flip. (laughs) Um, But understanding that that's not a reality and that all the confusion that I felt and all just the pain that I felt was because mm-hmm. I was trying to live a double life. Yeah. And it's impossible. Of the flesh and... Of God. And, and it's just, if it's not of God, then it's of the flesh. Facts. And ever since I've been able to really change that, um, or at least start on that path in a more serious way than I ever had mm-hmm. before the past year and a half, um, I've felt more free. Mm-hmm. Um, I still deal with things that I struggle with. I still understand that I have a lot of work to do and I have a lot of things I need to learn. But I understand that um, God has a plan and fully accepting that Mm -hmm. rather than trying to lean on my own understanding, which as we've already seen is very ignorant and very (laughs) limited. Um, it's, It's freeing to know that ultimately my hands are in the one who loves me and knows me the most. Mm Mm-hmm. All right, so wrapping it up a little bit. No. I know. I'm sorry. This um, one. <laughs> but if you could share a verse that is either your favorite verse um, or just something that you're being called to share right now, what would it be? Uh, my life verse is Psalm 119, 105, and it says, Your word is a lamp for my feet and a light on my path. And... Um, I always really love that verse because it's shown me how um, the way the way to life with Christ is lit for us. Mm-hmm. We have the answers. It's really just do are we on the path or are we stepping off the path? But the nice thing is even when we do step off the path, that we can still see the light. Yeah. Or there are people in our lives that God has given us, or there is a God who can help us see the light. Mm-hmm. Um, just to continue to further in our faith with Jesus, further in our relationship with others um and i've just found the way that this song kind of highlights that really beautiful um and then recently i've been reading philippians and philippians 3 7 says but whatever were gains to me i now consider loss for the sake of christ um and i know there's a bunch of different versions on that that a lot of people have heard Mm -hmm. but really digging into what that means is understanding kind of how i talked about that freedom 
Mm-hmm. And even though sometimes it feels like, oh, I don't want to do this. I don't want to go speak to that person. I don't want to yeah. pray right now. I don't want to read my Bible. Um, things that are sacrifices for us mm-hmm. are gain in our relationship with God and for God. Yeah. And sometimes things that we don't want to do and sacrifices we don't want to make um, or that scare us yeah. can ultimately be some of the most beautiful things that we'll ever get to experience. Like my opportunity just to... <laughs> <clears throat> share my uh, testimony with a lot of people over spring break. Um, I got some really awesome conversations with a lot of people. Yeah. And some very deep and honest conversations with a lot of people that never would have happened if I didn't step out in faith and trust mm-hmm. that this is what God was calling me to do yeah. versus what I wanted to do and try something else. So. Facts. 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 Freaking Fox, dude. <laughs> well... Honestly, I think that's all. What? No. I know. Um, any last words, William? <laughs> any last words? And next caller, you're live. That's about it. That's all I got. All, all right. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you, William, for being here. You've been an absolute blast. This um, is awesome, Jordan. I cannot wait to see the rest of this podcast. Listen to the rest of this podcast. Listen to it. ABC. I'll just um, be in the corner. Hey, if if you want to, feel free. Bro, I'm game. Let's do it. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks um, for listening, everybody. I'll see you next week.